Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Go. Welcome sisters and brothers and non-binary listeners. Welcome to episode two of Sisterhood of Healing. We're so excited to have you guys with us today. Um, Today we're going to be having a discussion on what it means to be an empath. Um, So Christina and I both identify as being empaths and really what that means is taking on the energy of others. Yeah, and um, we did, as we were entering our healing journeys, this is really where we discovered what an empath was, discovered that we were empaths, and it really made everything make sense, Mm -hmm. I think. For me anyways, like how I would feel during situations, after situations, around certain people. Um, I feel like it's really deeply connected with into like my intuition too. Yeah. Um, like reading people's energies and, and picking up on that those energies within you and like how they manifest in your body. Um so yeah it really has helped to make a lot of sense and that's why we thought that this would be a really important second episode uh topic because it's it's kind of like the the base of understanding yourself. If you can understand if you can if you identify as an empath um, or recognize that you identify as an empath and then understand how that's impacting your body. I think it really helps to revolutionize how you understand yourself and how you interact with, with other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think one of the most important things we should probably tell everyone is the difference between empathy and sympathy. Um, and we all have experienced sympathy. Um, and sympathy is when you can feel for someone else because you've experienced that feeling too. Empathy is when you're feeling for someone else when you haven't experienced that. And to be an empath means that you are picking up on other people's emotions. You are literally feeling what they are feeling. And it manifests in all types of different ways. Um, Some people manifest physically with their stomachs. Some people will physically pick up that person's pain. If they've got a headache, they'll pick up a headache. I don't have that. But they'll pick up their their headache. Um, with me, it's, it's an energy thing. Like I'm always like a, I'm a very like energy quicker picker upper. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I pick saying. up energies. Like I'm, I'm all about the energy. So yeah. Um, but that's, that's kind of what you want to know with an, with an empath and, and someone who's very, 
I guess, sensitive and in tune with the people around them and the energies yeah. around them and, and energies everywhere. Like we are all energy. So being more connected to the energy around you, I guess, makes you more connected to the world around you. Yeah. And the less you're connected to yourself, the less you're connected to the other energy around you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes it hard for people to connect to others too. Mm-hmm. So like I have definitely been an empath my entire life. But like we had mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we're kind of just like realizing that at least mm-hmm. like in the last like two years, we're actually realizing that we are empaths. Um, so today we're going to talk about Judith Orloff's book called The Empath's Survival Guide. And this has really been my Bible. I cherish this book so much. And as I read every page of it years ago, I felt like I started to understand myself more and more with Mm -hmm. every page. And this is when I actually realized, like, oh, yes, I I definitely am an empath. And it helped me realize why I felt certain ways my whole life. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how to identify what I was feeling. I just knew I felt off in certain situations and never understood why I actually had the experience today I haven't shared this with you yet but I'll share it with you now and all of our listeners um I was at a a group social event today and there were maybe 30 of us there and I'm generally a very very social person um very outgoing like to make conversation with a lot of different people um and so I was doing that at the social event and then got into my car and just all of a sudden felt very overwhelmed and very sad. And I'm like, why? I just had a great time chatting with all these people. Like, why? And I realized it was just emotionally draining. Yeah, taking on the energy. Yeah. Others. And and I realized, like, over the years I felt like that and, and would go home and kind of, like, maybe self-loathe sometimes or critique, oh, my gosh, did I do something wrong? And were people judging? It had absolutely nothing to do with that. Like, that's my ego sucking me in. had nothing to do with that. It was all about just picking up on those energies mm-hmm. and just, yeah. And being drained by it. Um, so yeah, that was kind of this little realization that I had today that I, I hadn't had that experience before, which is really interesting. So thought I'd share. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to talk about Judith Orloff's self assessment that she has <clears throat> in her book. So it's yes or no questions. Um, so to get going with the first question, have I ever been labeled overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Uh, overly sensitive, yes. Shy or introverted, no. I think I've like definitely been identified by those things, yes. Yeah. yeah. Shy, really? Yeah, I think like, well, in terms of like our relationship and like people like meet you first and then meet me, they're like, oh, you're the shy one, you're the quiet one. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's how we kind of grew up, but yeah. I wouldn't really see you as that anymore uh, yeah maybe not anymore maybe you have like or you've been programmed to be social because of society <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe why. I've just been forced to to be more extroverted um as I've aged um yeah I think yeah we identify with some of those things mm-hmm. the next one is do I frequently get overwhelmed or anxious guess I just did today yeah yep yeah all the time um I would get like overwhelmed and anxious over like the tiniest things. Like if I, if if it's a Saturday and I have like five things on my to-do list, I am so overwhelmed and anxious 
and if I have like an appointment to make, mm-hmm. I am like thinking about making that appointment on time and thinking about all the things I have to do leading up to that time. Hmm. I think sometimes I will and don't know why. And I'm like, okay, why? And now that I've gone into meditation, I have the mental tools to break down my emotions and my feelings and my, my feelings of overwhelm and anxiousness and kind of look at where it's coming from. And sometimes it just comes upon me and I'll realize, oh yeah, I just came from the social social situation or this is what I was just doing. And I'm able to, yeah, try mm-hmm. to back to that. Yeah, no, now with like meditation tools and like breath work, I'm less anxious than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. able to just like take a step back and like, okay, what is it that I'm actually feeling? Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling this? What can I do to not feel that way? Yeah, and being able to recognize your emotions for anybody, but especially as an empath is so important because it really helps you to sift through and, and organize and identify what you're feeling. I think that's so important is identify where it's coming from because you don't, you know that it's not um, just coming on as a whim. Like I think that's such an important aspect to being an empath. Okay, let's read the next one here. So number three, do I often feel like I don't fit in? I would say yes, I always felt like I don't fit in. And I'm a pretty, I'd say we're both pretty social, like I've got pretty good social skills, I think. <laughs> and I enjoy being in different groups of people. And sometimes I think, and this might be the Pisces in me, but sometimes I think that I'm a chameleon and I can... I can like talk to a wall, like I can make conversation with a wall and have something in common with a wall. But um, I always felt like I didn't quite fit in no matter where I was. I'm like, okay, I enjoy being here, but I don't feel like I fit in. And I've had conversations, I've actually had uh, a couple friends read this book and had conversations regarding this checklist. And a lot of them are like, yes, I don't feel like I fit in yeah I never felt like I fit in no and I would never label those people as people that don't fit in or identify them as as such but they feel like that too yeah now as an adult understanding more about myself and energies I think I just always like was the person that took a step back and assessed the situation mm-hmm. and the people around me and I think that's why I never fit in I guess I just didn't vibe with the energies around me. Mm-hmm. I always felt like you were an old soul. Like you yeah. always seemed so much more mature than everyone else around you. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with that. I always felt more mature. <laughs> I know it kind of sounds cocky, but no, I really I, yeah, did. I that of you. Yeah. I remember saying that to you when you were 23, so six long years ago. <laughs> I remember saying to you, you don't seem like the other kids your age. <laughs> no, definitely not. So the next one is, do crowds drain me and do I need alone time to revive myself? Yes. Yes. And I'm realizing Always. I do now. And I get, I get um, like in concerts or if I have people like have a party or something, mm-hmm. I feel energized by it. Like with the people in the moment, like when it's a positive, positive crowd, I feel very energized by it. But then the next day I definitely feel very drained because of it. Um, and yeah, taking that alone time for myself is definitely really important. Yeah, for sure. I know like, yeah, like you mentioned concerts and it is energizing, but then 
when I come home, I'm feeling so drained because of the energy of all the people around me. Mm-hmm. And like having sleepovers was always so overwhelming as a child because mm. it would just be like too much. I didn't know that. Yeah. Someone else's energy for too long. Yeah. I can't deal with it properly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do noise, odors, or nonstop talkers overwhelm me? For me, yes, noise. And the more that I become in tune with myself, the more sensitive I am to noise and odors as well. I feel very noise and odors don't bother me, but nonstop talkers overwhelm me. And I, I talk a lot, <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, like the the nonstop talkers, um, sometimes I do find myself like just needing to to step away. Um, and I, I am always concerned that I will offend, I guess, depending on the circumstance, but yeah, yeah, nonstop talkers, definitely very overwhelming for me. Yeah. So do I have chemical sensitivities or a low tolerance for scratchy clothes? Uh, no, not so much for myself. No, I can't say that I'm able to speak to that one or identify with that. Do I prefer taking my own car to places so that I can leave early if I need to? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even the needing to leave early because I never necessarily, I mean, it depends where it is. Um, It's not necessarily because I want to leave early, but I just like my own space. Like I like, because a car is a little box. I like being in my own space in that little box. And I, even when I was in university, people would always want to carpool Mm -hmm. and I just liked driving like that 25 minutes to school and 25 minutes back. I enjoyed that solitude by myself and I didn't like to carpool. Yeah. I I agree. I feel like my time in my car driving someplace is my time to mentally prepare Mm -hmm. myself for arrival wherever I'm going. And then I need to like decompress after when I get back into my car, when I'm driving home. Yeah. Oh, that decompression is so important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely one to take my own car to go places. <laughs> um, do I overeat to cope with stress? Um, I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't think you do. I think I can sometimes, um, but not always. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I don't identify with that one too much. But yeah, It's interesting that so far we have and have not identified with the same ones. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. we're just a product of our environment. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we spent too much time together. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, the next one. Am I afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? Mm, no. I don't think so. Like, no. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think I can speak to that. Um, I don't know that I've ever really pondered this. Um, I think I have an appreciation for intimate relationships because how can you have strong relationship if you don't have intimacy with someone that's true however i think if you are someone who does get like suffocated or overwhelmed by by intimate relationships it's probably because you're spending so much time with that other person that you are taking on their energy Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense right that makes sense and i think that's where understanding yourself and setting particular boundaries like every evening after dinner i need to go meditate yeah so i think that's that's really important too. If you do feel if you are an empath and you do feel suffocated by intimate relationships, it's important to recognize that. It doesn't mean that you're not capable of intimate relationships. It just means that you need to recognize what you need 
um, and set those healthy boundaries. Um, and sometimes it's something as simple as just, you know, taking some quiet time by yourself or going outside for a walk or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Do I startle easily? No, <sighs> I know. I don't think I do. No, no. people always like, not people always try and scare me. Whenever someone tries to scare me, I just look at them and they're like, oh, you didn't even flinch. So, <laughs> well, like, I guess it depends. I teach but... high school. Just try me. <laughs> Nothing scares me. I, I don't know. I, I can get scared in situations like that if someone's purposely trying to scare me, but I wouldn't say that I startle easily. Like, I'm not going to jump if, like, a pencil rolls off the table. Yeah, no. no. So, do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? I don't react no. to medications, but I react to caffeine. At least I used to. Maybe yeah. I just drink too much coffee now. But, yeah, I used to before. I could, like, feel my body shaking. Like, it was overwhelmed really? with the amount of caffeine. Yeah. Um, this is one. I don't know that I drink enough. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I like peppermint tea. So, and there's a little bit of caffeine in there. But um, I don't know. I don't know that my body reacts strongly to caffeine. I think I can, like, I had a coffee last night at the movies, and, <laughs> and you went to bed after. I went to a late movie, yeah, 9.30 movie, two and a half hour movie, and I fell asleep just fine after, so. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do I have a low threshold for pain? Mm, I don't know. I'm, I am kind of a baby if I have a little ache. Maybe I'm not, not a baby, but I am one to be like, oh, my belly hurts or something. Yeah. I, yeah, like, if I get a stomach ache, like, a good old-fashioned stomach ache, I'm, I feel like I can't function. I've actually had a pain, I think, I think I pulled a muscle under my ribs from coughing, <laughs> from having a cold for the last week, and, uh, I think I pulled a muscle, and it's been hard to breathe, and it hurts, <laughs> so, um, I haven't taken anything for it, though. There you go, so, so you have a higher threshold. Yeah. <laughs> Do I tend to socially isolate? Mm, yes. If I need to, yeah. yeah. No, I like being at home. I'm such a homebody. I am so much more happy alone at home, like puttering around the house, organizing things, reading a book. <laughs> See, I love, I don't know, I think I like the big adventures, like obviously I like traveling or let's go for a hike today or I'm going to go down for a rollerblade, but I guess those are all solitary things. So, um, yeah, you just like just being like, out in nature. Yes. Wow. Saying. Wow. I just had a realization there. <laughs> I like, I like isolate. I like doing solitary things, but yeah, honestly, I, I often go rollerblading by myself. It's either me or I have a friend that I go rollerblading with every now and then, but normally I'm just heading down there by myself because I enjoy going by myself. And being outside. And being outside, yeah. Mm. So do I socially? Oh, my gosh. Yes, I like being social, but I do enjoy doing things by myself. Um, and I think COVID um, and, like, going through everything I went through in the last year and a half made me, and the spiritual awakening made me appreciate that alone time. And now I really just love it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm inside the house, I go a little stir crazy. Like, I cannot come home Friday and be in the house until Monday morning when I go back to work I need to get outside yeah whether that's like hike I and some people are totally fine being inside but I can't I need to be outside so yes wow <laughs> wow <laughs> just had a huge mind realization there blowing. mind blown 
Do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? Yes. yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, like 100%. And then, like, I'm starting to learn to not take it personally. Mm-hmm. But, like, when someone is stressed or angry or upset, I used to, and maybe still kind of do, have a hard time not um, feeling like I'm to blame. Mm. That's your ego. Yes. Yes. Um, do I absorb? Yeah, I definitely do absorb other people's stress, emotions, or sympathies. I have learned though, um, like through different meditation techniques and um, um, aura protections and whatnot, how to kind of block out other people's energies, which has been really helpful. And with certain people, I realize that I've been doing it for a very, very long time unintentionally like without realizing that I'm doing it mm-hmm. um and then with other people I've since I recognize these um uh strategies I've realized I've re- oh my gosh I can't speak <laughs> I've realized how to to block out those energies so it's really it's really helped but I do I definitely pick up on it like I'd be sitting beside a friend and and they're not showing that they're anxious but I'll ask like are you you're feeling a little off right now. You're a little anxious. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, because. So, yeah. Am I overwhelmed by multitasking? And do I prefer to do one thing at a time? Yeah, I don't like multitasking. I have always been a multitasker, but I'm realizing it doesn't really get you anywhere. Yes. No, exactly. I've always multitasked, but I don't think it's the most productive productive way no. to accomplish things. No. Um, yeah, no, my, my brain can't handle it. I get so <laughs> overwhelmed with multitasking now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like to make a checklist and literally just go one by one. Yes. Oh, the checklist. I'm all about the checklist. Yes. Good old fashioned checklist. There's something so satisfying. Just crossing things off. Yeah. Crossing it off. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yep. Do I replenish myself in nature? Yes. yes. Apparently you do. <laughs> apparently I do by myself. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I think I like to do that as well. I love going on hikes or walking by the lake or literally just spending time outside on my deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being in the trees. Oh, yeah. So I love fun. it. Honestly, it's so important. I went out east this summer, as you know. Eastern Canada. Time. Eastern Canada. Yes. Eastern Canada. Um, did a little road trip and I camped the whole way to save money. And I came back and I, I feel like I had like such a rush from living in nature for two weeks that like after that, I, I couldn't wait to go in and I still have not gone camping since August, but I really want to go. Like I really want to try winter camping because I just have this strong desire to be you like back out in nature. physically got recharged yeah. by being in nature. Yeah. It was, That's it's amazing. A, it's like a, it's, it's like a an inner high I don't know how to describe it mm, yeah a natural high a natural high but very deep within my soul <laughs> I don't know I loved it I love it <laughs> it was a recharge for the soul yeah it was it really was okay the next one is do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires oh yes mm-hmm. yes and now that I've recognized this I'll often call Nicole and talk it out with her because now I can recognize my own feelings, my own emotions, where they're coming from. And now I have someone to talk to about it. Yeah. And like, I don't feel bad taking that time for myself after being with energy vampires. 
No, I know that I need it to recharge. Mm-hmm. And I'm even at the point now where if I know that somebody's an energy vampire, I will decline invitations or decide not to spend time with them. Yeah, like learning how to deal with energy vampires is learning mm-hmm. how to say no. Which is a big thing. And that doesn't mean that I decline every invitation or avoid everyone um because I don't think avoidance is a very healthy strategy either but it's just knowing maybe I'm at my my peak that week in terms of energy or whatnot and and just yeah just knowing when to say no Mm -hmm. and and allowing it to be okay yeah do I feel better in small towns or the country rather than large cities small towns yeah we grew up in a small town we grew up on 10 acres we love having the space. Um, we love being in a rural versus an urban area. Uh, we're about an hour away from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time we go into the city for a concert or like going to see a musical, shopping, whatever, um, I feel so drained after being there. Yeah, It's exhausting. It's just a lot. The hustle and bustle and people, yeah, yeah, having so many people around you and yeah, everything is so fast paced. Yeah. That's not to say we're country drained. bumpkins, like we fit in just fine, <laughs> but we're drained. Yeah. We're just drained. so drained. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do I prefer one-to-one interactions and small groups to large gatherings? I don't know. I do love a good party. Yeah. Yeah, I love the excitement of getting together with people. However, I do want the next day to recuperate after that. Yes. Yes. Um, but, like, I also love my smaller gatherings and one-on-one time with other people. Yeah, I think it's really important. Um, I would agree. The large gatherings are really nice and, like, the energy you get from them, but you do need that recoup time. Um, and yeah, I think one-on-one interaction is important. And I, I really appreciate my friends who we just hang out for the sake of hanging out just to be in each other's company. And it's really simple. And we just make, I wouldn't say small talk, but like easy talk or genuine, sincere conversation mm-hmm. we make. And then we can just sit there, watch a movie or just work on projects that we're working on or do our work like whatever just being in someone's in someone's company is really nice yeah exactly yeah so those are all of the self-assessment questions so now's the time to calculate your results so I don't know if you guys have been keeping track so if you answered yes to one to five questions you're at least a partial empath if you answered yes to six to ten questions you have moderate empath tendencies. If you answered yes to 11 to 15 questions, you have strong empath tendencies. And if you answered yes to more than 15 questions, then you are a full-blown empath. Mm. So congratulations if that's you. (laughs) (laughs) So we're kind of up there. Yeah, we're (laughs) up there. I haven't calculated it. Um, But yeah, I think we can like pretty much identify with almost all of them there were definitely a few that we said no but Mm -hmm. and obviously this isn't a professional diagnosis like we're we're using a a book written by a professional yeah um and like I said I've had other friends read this book as well and self-identify as this I've also an interesting thing that I've heard a lot lately um a lot of it on social media and I've read into it a little bit 
is the idea that if you're an empath, it's due to uh, trauma. Yeah. So I want to learn more about that, but I think that's something we should probably discuss. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very interested mm-hmm. now. Every time I notice myself feeling um, overwhelmed with emotion, I'm like, oh my god, is that a trauma response? Is this a thing I need to delve deeper yeah. into? I don't know. So that's something we want to look into more, do some research on, and then probably have a separate podcast episode on. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you guys... Uh, felt that um, this episode was beneficial if you are maybe questioning if um, you are an empath definitely pick up Judith Orloff's book The Empath Survival Guide we'll add this in the show notes um, so that if you're interested in purchasing it you can do that as well yeah I think you can find it anywhere where books are sold yeah, I think I chapters. yeah I think I bought this off of Indigo if not Amazon I don't know it's been forever but I've definitely seen it in local bookstores, so you could probably find it everywhere. Um, yeah, definitely my Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's been very good. Very well loved, very well passed around that book. So um, please reach out to us if you have any questions or comments. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing. And if you have anything, any topics you would like to hear about, please reach out to us. Honestly, we love hearing from you guys. Mm-hmm. We love your support. We're also on TikTok. We're learning how to navigate <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> we are. So if you decide to follow us on TikTok, it's also the Sisterhood of Healing. Um, we're a little TikTok technically challenged right now. So yes. bear, bear with learn. us. Bear with us as we learn. But we're really... Uh, We're really stoked to kind of take on that adventure. (laughs) So thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you soon, sisters. Have a good week, sisters. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing or on TikTok at Sisterhood of Healing. We love to hear from you, so please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.